Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on Wrestle 2. As you can see, I'm being flanked by the sultry Santa. I just came up with that step. Um, <laughs> yeah, the alliteration of people on. I know, sultry Steph Santa. I don't know, there's all kinds of S's. Anyway, as you can see, Steph Chase is alongside me. Steph, in the festive spirit. I am. I'm coming to you straight from the North Pole, Alex, <laughs> where I'm helping my husband, Mr. Claus, make all the presents for all the good boys and girls. You just rode in on the Huskies. I know. I know. Well <laughs> done. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us uh, for this Wednesday edition of Wrestling Daily. As you know, everything's been moved forward a day this week. So when we would usually get Steph talking after the Wednesday Night Wars. We won't get that tomorrow because it's Christmas Eve. Therefore, mm-hmm. this is the last show of the week. We will be back next week. Uh, and I believe it will be, is it third? No, today, next week, we will have the big show where all four of us will be on there. Uh, and there will be a lot of hot takes with end-of-year awards flying around. Um, so, yeah. yeah, make sure you check out on that. Before we get going today... Steph, I saw you drop a news line from Ronda Rousey herself today. Tell the people where they can find your stuff. They can find my stuff over, if you go to my Twitter, Stephanie M. Chase. I will link it all there. But yeah, up on Digital Spy, an exclusive from Ronda Rousey about what she liked least about being a WWE superstar. Was it everything? You know, I think it probably was everything, but she singled out one thing in particular that she liked the least. <laughs> uh, good stuff, though. Good stuff for scoring that interview. I um, I spoke to uh, Ric Flair today. Woo! Woo! Ric Flair! Woo! Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so good. Like I said this on Twitter when I was introducing him, because obviously I have to do the intro like it's for radio. Yeah. So I was like, and I'm here with uh, the nature boy. I really put some extra sauce on it. And then he, st- he just interrupted me and he was like, woo, woo. And I was like, I'm trying to like, come on, man, I'm trying to do this. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to drop that hopefully in the next, uh, well, it won't be the next few days because Christmas, but in the days after Christmas and Boxing Day, I will get Ric Flair out. And there is one interview next week that's tentatively agreed but i don't know if it's going to happen yet like it's one of them where i'm not going to say it because if it doesn't happen i'll be gutted um but it is to do with the wwe legends show obviously going on for raw and i've never had this person before and it would be elite bucket list if it happens so i'll keep you posted very cool fingers crossed for you alex Fingers crossed. And also look out um, on my Twitter. I have the Young Bucks going up tonight, an interview with them as well. So just before Dynamite, that should be up there. Great time. Great timing. Look at you, Steph. You know content. You know it. Um, why don't we touch on a bit of news to kick things off here um, before we get into – we don't, you know, when Steph's on the show, we know it's all about the Ultra Chats, getting in your hot take videos. We've got a few of those lined up tonight. Um, but if you want to have your say – and I know a few of you have already got them waiting in the chamber. 
you got to hit that below where it says wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Tell us what you want to say. You want to say something to Steph? Say it tonight. And then uh, we will get the fine moderators, even though Jen is furious with me for my potty mouth lately. Uh, we will get the fine moderators to let us know what you've said and we will read it out on the show. Whatever you want to donate, we will do so. So, yes, please do get involved. And as right on cue, Mod Mother Jenna says, today's co-host is Stephanie Chase and that is the link to her amazing content on YouTube. So make sure you stop by. Make sure you do that. Uh, Also, let's talk about the first bit of news. And as I said, it is in the title and it is a lot of women uh, in particular that uh, I don't want to say complaining, but not necessarily uh, happy with the way things have transpired for them this year in WWE. We've heard about how the, how high they were on Mandy Rose coming out of the Sonya Deville storyline. Uh, she says that she was kind of promised a singles push that hasn't transpired. Uh, mm-hmm. We heard about them being high on Peyton Royce. Uh, that was why the Iconics were split up. And yet, all she's doing is really lingering around a um, we don't like each other tag team with Lacey Evans. And uh, on top of that, I think I believe Dana Brooke made some comments on a podcast in the past week where she also said she's very frustrated by the stop start pushes in WWE. Now, I'm sure this isn't just limited to women in WWE. I mean, I can think of a ton, Alistair Black, Ricochet, a lot of people who have been in the similar boats. Um, but what do you make? Of those frustrations, Steph, they've, they've got every right to feel that way, have they not? Yeah, to be honest, if I, I think if I was anyone other than probably Roman Reigns in WWE, I'd be frustrated <laughs> with the with the booking. So it's definitely not not limited to women at all. But it's you know it's interesting the people you've you've mentioned, Mandy Rose, Peyton Royce, and Dana Brooke. I mean, Mandy Rose had the hottest thing going when she was with Otis. They got separated for no reason. It seems like they got their big, big uh, moment at WrestleMania and then just seemed to be split up. And, you know, obviously the thing with with Sonya, other live stuff happened in there. But if I was Mandy, I would definitely be very frustrated. But then you look at Peyton Royce and they took Peyton Royce from being in a genuine tag team, which is something that the women don't have, you know, genuine actual tag teams um, with her best friend to put her in a tag team with someone that she doesn't like or know, which is just completely crazy. So if I was her, I'd be extra frustrated. And then Dana Brooke is someone that I feel like I've been championing for years and I just feel like giving up on now because if I was Dana Brooke, you know, I just want out because they've never, ever done anything with her. She had a brief time in NXT where they seemed to give her a little bit of a spotlight, moved up to the main, lost her too fast, and then they've never ever had a storyline for Dana Brooke except when she was um with Charlotte I was thinking when she was with Titus and carried around a clipboard like it's been a hard a hard time for Dana Brooke and everything you hear about her from people backstage is that she works so hard and she wants it so much but they've never given her a chance so yeah I'd be very frustrated if I was any one of those three women I think it's it's tough like and I'll start with Mandy Rose mm-hmm. I have I have to wonder if the whole Sonya Deville real life stuff, because obviously Mandy was there, very much happened yeah. to her as well. Uh, I have to wonder if that played into anything, like because of the plans that they might have had mapped out. Remember, that match became like a loser leaves week yeah. off. So yeah. you have to wonder if maybe they were a part of each other's story moving forward and then they had to kind of change stuff. But But still, they should have used her momentum so much better than they did. And mm. I, I said this earlier this week too, I felt like her and Dana Brooke, was, you know, they're, they're showing in the tag match to Open Raw, I thought was one of the high spots of the show this week. They looked really good. Um, you know, and the rest of the show is what it was. The, you know, I was saying this, there's about, what, three or four high points in a three-hour show is clutching. Um, but, I, you know, Mandy is, and I hate to pigeonhole like this, but everything that Vince McMahon apparently loves. Um, and you can see that they obviously, I, I feel like what she's done this year in what she's been given has performed really, really well. So I hope there yeah. is more for her because I do think she is more than just a pretty face. I think she's proven that this year. Yeah. Um, who, who, who else were we talking about? Peyton Royce. I mean, my God, <laughs> that I, I still can't actually get my head around why the Iconics aren't together. Like if you, 
if if she if you had jettisoned her into like I don't know the way that they made Carmella for Sasha Banks, right? If you made her a serious mm-hmm. contender, or even like off the back of her eliminating Bailey at Survivor Series in a decent performance, then said, okay, let's use that and take it forward. They they haven't at all. Like there is no good reason why the iconics are not together, in my opinion. No, especially when you have women's titles and as many, you know, as great as Sasha and Bailey were and as great as I'm sure Charlotte and Oscar could be, it's just the idea of having a legit, like, we're just a tag team in the women's division, the way you have in the men's division would just really help, I think. And it's just bizarre to break them up. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, you could put heavy machinery in that, in that, in that too like T- tucker is doing nothing uh and otis is kind of getting a renewed thing with chad gable which i'm interested to see how it plays out because i like chad gable but um you know the, the, the whole iconics thing kind of stinks like the dudleys to me do you know what i mean like when the dudleys do you remember in 2002 they split them up and then by survivor series they're like let's just put them back together like, yeah. I, I i think that's what will happen and i i hope that they do have plans for peyton and that there was something to that in the original, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold breath about this. Scott Summers makes a good point here. Having the being high on backstage is like having the dreaded chairman give the manager a vote of confidence. Um, with a the football reference there, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the being high on backstage. As soon as you hear that about someone, something bad happens to them. It really so, does. It I really feel does. like something they stand out to get people to say, and then they give something bad to them. <laughs> Like, yeah, like I, I had um, I had a report earlier this year where it was like, uh, and and obviously I'd heard it from loads of people, like including superstars, yeah. and they were like, Zelina Vega fought really high off backstage, and I was like, oh, well, you know, that seems a no brainer. Yeah. Then like I can't can't go far wrong with this. Like even Paul Heyman on the record to me had said as much. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and they were like, yeah, Vince loves her. And then she was on a podcast with Lillian Garcia, and she was like, Vince McMahon, um, he sees a bit of Stephanie McMahon in me. I thought, right, great. Like, you know, the, and then, you know, about two weeks after that, she's gone. So I was <laughs> like, ah, um, you know, is that really indicative of the report? Like, did I jinx her? I don't know. Um, and then, you know, there's another one as well with Keith Lee, clean win over Randy Orton, um, told Vince told Orton to make him, all of this good stuff. And now look where we are. So it's it's difficult. Like like you said, it's like a, it's poison. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in WWE, I want to report out there saying like Vince hates her. <laughs> yeah, he hates me. Um, who, who else did I not mention there? Dana Brooks, sorry, just to just to circle back around. I'm the same as you. I I like her. Um, whenever I watch her in the ring, I feel like she's different, like super athletic, really yeah. strong, well built. All she's ever really had on the main roster, as you said, like she was a sidekick to Charlotte for a while in the original run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was all about Charlotte. And yeah. uh, and then, yeah, like the thing with Titus that didn't really go anywhere, Titus Worldwide. Yeah. Uh, I just, this might sound really harsh, but out, outside of, if the four horsewomen are around, and this is, and Oscar and that, like that's pretty stacked at the top. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very hard for women to to break through to that, I think. And, that, and I'm not saying that is like a bad thing because they are like m- immensely talented, like five of the best women in the world, full stop. So it's not like, you know, that it's a barricade for any other reason than their talent, but it is still something to overcome. A bit like, you know, back in back in the day when you had Rock Austin and people like that on top to get to the main event scene from there. The, ma- the mid card was flooded with like your Jericho's, Benoit's, Guerrero's and that because... Jesus Christ, look at the main event scene. And I feel like for the women sometimes, maybe it's a bit like that. Yeah, I can see that. But I think it's kind of, it's hard for anyone, male or female, to break through to be a top person because they just don't make people anymore. Um, They just keep recycling the same people in the scene. I mean, no offense to him, but that's why we're still watching Mandy Orton all these years later. You know, that, that's just what happens. And I think it's kind of with the women because you don't have the long tenured women the way that the men do. They, you know, they have their, their horse women who are like the women that they've chosen. And it's it's hard for any other women to get in there either. But, you know, I think a lot of these problems could be solved if there was just better creative and better storytelling throughout the card. 
for men and women. And then it could be more like the Attitude Era where everyone, even people lower down the card, had a storyline. And then you give these people a chance to really shine and do something. <laughs> SP3 says, outside of the horsewomen and Oscar, the only one to truly break through in the past three years has been Alexa Bliss, which is true. She's had like five world title reigns. Uh, and of course, our Lord and Lord and Saviour, Ronda Rousey. Wowzers. Um, yeah, uh, I can't argue with anything you just said, Steph. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Shall we get to the first Ultra Chats before we hit up some videos? Yes. All right, let's see what the people are talking about tonight. So let's start with WWE then. And it's, oh dear, it's Mayor of Painesville, Dan, Steph's arch nemesis. <laughs> uh, he's a... Hi, guys. Uh, speaking of end of year awards, Dexter Loomis is nominated for NXT Breakout Star of the Week. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's a typo. Uh, he is obviously going to win. But we just need to make sure to tweet that tweet, everyone, especially you, Steph. <laughs> now I have to decide whether I want to be naughty or nice in my reply. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just he just wants you on board. He just wants you on on the train. You know what? Dexter Loomis is my breakout star of NXT because I wish he would break out of NXT and just keep on walking out of the performance center, out of WWE. And out of my life. <laughs> but the true breakout star of NXT is Mr. Pat McAfee, of course. It has to be, right? Um to be. I, I mean, even I, I don't know. If you were gonna if you were gonna do it a, a full-time one, let's say, would you have a different okay. one? Um, I might pick Damien Priest. I probably would, or Raquel Gonzalez. I think she's been great yeah. too. Um yeah. But yeah. there's loads of great picks that are not Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Essentially, anyone but. Anyone. Uh, thank you, though, Mayor Pence. Dan, uh, Matthew McCoskey is in the house as well. Hello, Matthew. Um, revolution. That's just how it starts. I've thought of a few matches I expect to happen. Kenny and Swan. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, Bucks versus GBS. Uh, Page versus Brody. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Darby versus Cage, also possible. Sheeta versus Baker, leader of Inner Circle match. 
I, I'm sorry, the grammar here is really difficult for me, and I get it because of the characters, but I'm trying. Uh, maybe Kingston versus Archer versus Pack. Jesus Christ, Pack would be doing some bumping in that match. Um, mm. Cody will be in there. Yeah, I assume so. But you guys add whatever else. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think Kenny and Swan off of the back of Hard to Kill is probably the way to go, champion versus champion there. Um, what do you think in terms of the direction of Revolution? Like, I, it, Maybe that will be the only crossover match we get. But I, I guess storyline-wise and the direction where we're going, uh, Matthew McCoskey isn't far off. No, he doesn't seem far off in anything. I think that originally I thought the TNA, um, a TNA Impact, sorry, championship match would be safe for Impact. But since they're doing the the tag match, I think the Revolution will see Kenny and Rich Swan. Um, I also think that if we're ever going to get Sting take part in some kind of tag match, um, it could happen there. I do think, though, and something I'm quite excited about is that hangman page and Brody lee that's going to happen because mm. as i keep saying i just have this whole storyline in my head about Brody lee coming back to save the dark order from fun and alcoholism and <laughs> on um adam page because of what he's done to the minions and turned them into like the most lovely friendliest neighborhood cult that you've ever met have you seen this week's Being the Elite? I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Dark Order. Go around singing Christmas carols. <laughs> That's the content I want. It is so lovely. And so <laughs> it's so lovely. And then someone else has a great um, time on there as well that I'll maybe get to when we talk about other things. But, yeah, I'm I'm really hyped for Han Hangman and Brody whenever it happens. I don't think the inner circle leadership match will happen at Revolution. At least I really hope it doesn't because I hope they drag out this Jericho and MJF storyline further. I think with Jericho and MJF teaming on Dynamite, we may see more of them kind of teaming in the future, maybe on the pay-per-view before we get to them uh, splitting up. Yeah, I don't think so yet. By the way, I bet uh, John Silver had the voice of an angel. Of course he did. John Silver can do anything. Uh, do you know what people are saying in the comments? That our triggers are obviously Goldberg for me and Dexter Loomis for you. And um, Elizabeth Stallion has said, make them both happy by suggesting Goldberg versus Loomis, where whoever wins leaves and whoever loses retires. Do you know Break what? Do you know what, Elizabeth? That's a that's a great idea. Except that I would have to watch it to see it transpire. That's the only problem. With that. I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with Goldberg leaving and retiring as well. So I'd, I'd love that match. I, <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> that would be the most invested I've been in a WWE match in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Steph. Don't do, don't do us like that. Uh, on that note, did you not think um, TLC was a good show? Okay. Um, I thought I enjoyed Roman as always, but the Randy Orton. Fiend on fire thing? No, I thought that match was absolute garbage. And the only way it can be good is if the Fiend never, ever returns. Uh, oh. And he's fire for, for good. Uh, no, that wasn't for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was garbage. <laughs> that was good. Come on. Give that no, to me. No, that was offensive. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. I thought I nailed that. <laughs> Cadence. No, I will give it to you, though. Um, I I, <laughs> I loved it from the perspective of what it done for TalkSport. <laughs> it was like the biggest article of the day. Um, but in terms of, like, story, I I liked what Alexa did on Monday. You know, you know the whole playground thing and Randy Orton. Like, I felt that was kind of cool. I don't know... Where they go from here and how it to make it make sense? Do you know what I mean? I oh, feel like it's never gonna make sense. It's never made sense at all. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I get the fire element because they burnt Ray's house down, right? Like, yeah. I get, I get that synergy. Um, I do feel like they kind of just crowbarred it in. Like the week they they did the thing on Raw, and then they were like, oh, um, 
yeah, by the way, it's a Firefly Funhouse Inferno match now. And it was like, oh, is it? Like literally days before the pay-per-view. Like, okay. So obviously I'm assuming that wasn't the, the you know what I mean? The intended destination. And yeah. then they were like, and then they were like, well, while we're here, should we just burn him to death? <laughs> like, I, like, ah. and I, I, I wrote an article today of like the, um, <laughs> the the what the what WWE have done in 2020 basically like the what like the craziest things so they yeah. they've set Bray on fire yeah. Ray lo- Ray Ray lost an eye briefly yeah. uh, Ray was also thrown from a building with uh, Alistair Black lest we forget uh, Braun Strowman was drowned yeah um, and then came back to life inexplicably uh, the next uh, um, and then I I got this wrong someone's corrected me. But when the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders were in that trash can, yes, apparently that was an alligator, not a tentacle monster. <laughs> what uh, didn't Tzawar get eaten by a shark? He did get eaten by a shark, <laughs> and to, just to return as well, like, like nothing happened. Um, a lot. I think I think something might be jumping the shark. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Has happened that much, I will say. <laughs> geez, geez, Louise. Uh, Matty the Hot Scott is here as well, uh, via Matthew McCoskey. Um, everyone is asking where Moxley has been. Theory, he really is working Wrestle Kingdom 15. He went to quarantine. Kenta has a match night one now. Kenta retains the title shot to be attacked by Moxley. Kenta versus Moxley night two. Steph, I'll leave that open to you. Yeah, I've been thinking about this one as well. I know that Tony Khan um, did say on a call that he just flat out no, Moxley was not working Wrestle Kingdom. But I feel there is still a chance that Moxley is working Wrestle Kingdom. And if Tony said that to throw us all off, then I appreciate that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I am, I very much think he could appear to to face Kenta. I think it's interesting that we haven't seen him on dynamite however it works kind of both ways because it does make sense to keep your champion or your ex-champion off when when something like this has just happened to him he doesn't really fit in a storyline with kenny um going over to impact um and i do think there's a chance he appears at wrestle kingdom i was actually having a snoop on renee's instagram today and she appears to be in canada with her family and then that made me think, I wonder, has she gone to Canada to be with be with her mom because her husband's gone to Japan? So, mm. yeah, I have a feeling we might get Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom, which will be fantastic. And it will end this whole, this whole saga of Kenta, the briefcase and what we do with the U.S. title. Mm, it would. It would be good. It'd be very good. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matty the Hot Scott says he sent that on behalf of Matthew McCoskey. Thank you for clearing that up, my friend. Um, what else have we got going on here? I saw Uptown Avondale say the revival were filmed shaving each other. <laughs> wow, what was was Usi hot in that this year? That feels like it 10 years. That feels um, like that does. it was. No, I said that that feels like more than a year ago. Yeah, it does. But I'll take Dan's word for it that it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's terrible it, either way. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole Usi hot stuff was oh my word. Uh, never mind. Um, moving on from that, let's go to the hot takes uh, ultra chats, and uh, we've got a couple. Caleb uh, Maldonado, that's a great name. Uh, hello, crew. How's the weather over there? Just wanted to say you guys do a fantastic job. And hope you'll have a Merry Christmas. Also, <laughs> also pick your Wrestle Talks 5 series team. Like, I, I thought we were getting out of having to do a list or a hot take there. Um, Caleb, you <laughs> snuck it in. Uh, first of all, the weather is wet where I am. Wet and cold. I wish it was snowy like some of you are saying in the chat in America. It is not that here. We, have, I haven't, had, we haven't had snow this year, in fact. Uh, Steph has escaped the dour southeast here, but I assume it's not much better in Ireland, Steph. Uh, in Ireland, it's pretty chilly, but it's nice and Christmassy, but we haven't had snow yet either. Mm, God damn it. Yeah. Gotta get some snow. Mm. I, I, think, I think in my lifetime, I've honestly only had snow like maybe twice at Christmas. 
Yeah, I can only remember it a handful of times. Yeah. Sucks. It's always nice, though. You wait for it every year. Uh, pick your Wrestle Talk Survivor Series team. I mean, it's easy for me, right? I'd pick my squad. I've got my Wrestling Daily guys. So I've got Steph, SP3, Louis, and I'd probably put uh, Chuck Pete, Pete in there. Pete's like our leader above, isn't he, Steph? Pete Quinnell. We'd have him as the fifth man. There you go. Easy. Done. Don't want to talk about these these all authorities and rubbish. Keep that off. Keep that off my goddamn show. Um, CM Chris says, good evening, Alex and Steph. Question for Steph. I've asked this question this week. What is Steph's two favourite belts of all time? And uh, I'm looking forward to see what Dynamite will be like tonight. Hashtag Elite Good Eggs. Hashtag Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays to you as well, CM Chris. Uh, Steph, take it away. Favourite belts as in the design? Yes, how it looks, yeah. Okay, I'm going to be really uh, obvious, a winged eagle um, and a white intercontinental championship. Oh, the white strap. Do you know what? Um, and I, I said this as one of my answers this week. Don't you think the, um, and we saw these up close, right, when we went to the BT Sport, the NXT UK titles are nice. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, they are nice. They are nice indeed. I think the NXT title is quite nice. Uh, in itself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't say the I, IGW. IGP. <laughs> That's a nice belt as well. But I, I I think I like classic WWF belts probably the best. I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, I said the Wind Eagle, I think, um, was, was one of my top three that I picked earlier this week. Let's, uh, before we get back to some ultra chats, we've got, I mean, we've got videos to work through. So let's start with Simon, what he's got to say. My name's Simon. I'd like to share my unpopular wrestling opinion for the week. It's so cool to blame the problems for Raw with Vince McMahon or the roster or creative decisions or the way it's written. My unpopular opinion is the fact that Raw isn't that bad. The pacing's great. It's the fans that are the problem. It's the toxic negativity and the tribalism. That's got to end. Let's just be cool. Let's enjoy wrestling. More positivity. Thanks. I don't know about that, Simon. (laughs) Because I feel like when there are good shows, like for me personally... I, I like watching SmackDown and I like watching Dynamite and more often than not, I like watching NXT. I I don't, it's not that I'm just going out of my way to not enjoy Raw that much. Do you know what I mean? I just, I like good wrestling. Like Steph, do you, I mean, there is a degree of that, right? Though I mean, he is on to something in terms of the toxicity that exists in Twitter. I do think sometimes fans exaggerate how bad things are. Yeah, there is toxicity in Twitter and there's some people that definitely want to create drama and live their own gimmick. Definitely too many, you know, people that watch wrestling that think they're wrestlers, like live in a gimmick or something. Um, however, when it comes to like, you know, be be positive or whatever, at the end of the day, uh, Raw is a product that we're consuming and we are entitled to feel however way we want about it and if it's not good like it does it like the ratings reflect that it's not been good recently and people are are allowed to voice that and I think the problem is that you know we're all huge wrestling fans or we wouldn't be here you know like I'm a lifelong wrestling fan and I'm still gonna watch WWE no matter what and but I'm also entitled to say when when something isn't isn't good at all like I would be entitled to say that if I was in a restaurant and was served a terrible meal and and had paid for it I might be I might be like guys I love your restaurant I'm a lifelong patron but this dish you just served me I'm not eating that that's given me food poisoning I mean I'd be allowed to say that and so I think that when it comes to being there's a lot in wrestling to be positive about and i think wwe this year the fact that they've continued to produce shows and they've they've given us a lot of great stuff um mm. a lot of great pay-per-views even the fact that they just gave us wrestlemania as odd as it was at the time was was extraordinary so we have all that to be positive about and um 
I'm positive about everything that they're doing with with Roman. I love that. And positive the fact that Pat McAfee exists on NXT. But I will tell you when the fiend sucks. <laughs> so, you know, I think when it comes to like more positivity, I think that it would be better to say more tolerance on Twitter to everyone's opinions and, you know, don't like, let's not fight about what's good and what's bad is what someone's opinion is. But we don't all have to like sit around and hold hands and say, you know, WWE, everything they do is amazing. Mm, no, absolutely. Um, first of all, I wouldn't ever want to bring you out a bad meal. <laughs> um, secondly, thank you, Simon, for your like equivalent. Yes, Equivalent of Triple H's Mark promo. <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend Mark. No, um, I, I, uh, I listen. Like I, I made this analogy to someone the other day. When I watch wrestling, like I'm rooting for the talent. Like I like yeah. them. I, you know that I want them to be successful and and have. You know, it's like uh, I'm a Lakers fan or a Newcastle fan. When there's players on my team. I'm rooting for those players. They're on my team. That's the way I look at wrestlers on any roster that I support. Like I, I'm not actively hoping that they fail or I'm like, oh, this guy sucks. Like I'm never going to be like that. Um, you know, I'm always going to want to push them, you know, I'll support them and help them. And obviously it, when you interview them and get to know them a little bit, Steph, you can attest to this as well. Sometimes as well, like you get to know them a little bit more and you feel a bit more for them. And you, you hope, you hope that they do well. Um, that doesn't mean though and I consider myself one of the more positive wrestling fans. I really do. I, I don't. I won't cut anything down on Twitter unless it really is bad. Um, nine times out of ten, you'll see me being positive and and promoting people and supporting them and praising. But that doesn't mean that Raw's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't. Like I, I've like I said, I'm. I think SmackDown, AEW, uh, NXT. I, I think Raw is last out of those four for me right now and when you say the pacing's good i don't think it is um i don't think the storylines are very compelling there's some great matches every we had like a couple of great matches this week again you're going to get that because the talent's great and they've got a lot of time to fill um but i just don't i don't think that you have to be compelled to say something's good when it isn't and that goes for anything in life right um and you know don't don't drag it down just to i get what you're saying in terms of some fans because you know, I, I, and I'm not gonna—I'm not like shooting at the guy, but that JD from New York, for instance, has kind of made a following out of trying to uh, cutting down what he thinks is bad about the show. And you get people that, um, you know, it becomes cool or whatever. You know, they enjoy kind of being that way. Whatever, that's fine. But I mean, objectively speaking, I—I I, I want wrestling to be great. I want it, to, you know, the the wrestling that I loved or fell in love with. I want it to be like that. I just can't honestly say in my heart of hearts that I feel like Raw is a good product right now. And that's just, not, I don't say that of any agenda other than what I'm watching. I think you made a really good point there though, about wanting more for the talent, because think of like what was just mentioned with FTR shaving each other's backs. Um, you know, you can say at, at that time, you can say how much that, segment totally sucked and it's because you you want more for that team and you want more for that team and it turns out those guys wanted more they you know they weren't happily happily doing this they were probably thinking god i hope someone says that this sucks because it really sucks and yeah. there's just that's i think that's the other thing when you're watching raw that can be so frustrating when you look at someone like like a ricochet, for example, and, and the storylines are put in. When you look at Chad Gable, his whole like time in, in WWE, or even what they're doing with like a Matt Riddle now that that you might not like, it, it's about wanting more of the people and seeing more of the potential in them. So when you're having a go at Raw, or um, the writers, the creative, Vince, whoever, it's it's all about like how much you love the talent because one thing like you can't say that WWE has an untalented roster. It's got a hugely talented roster. Um, it's the roster is probably more talented now than it was when we were young. Um, it's just the the creative. Yeah, I'd agree. Across the board, it's more talented. You yeah. you could argue you could argue that the, the highest of the higher. Yeah, yeah, you could argue that. Higher, as far as but, such such depth and like yeah. so many, you know, people and, especially with having NXT. And the women, of course, are like night and day. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, that, like I, I think I think we've covered that ground fairly well. But the, the bottom line is, um, especially Steph and I, whose kind of jobs are to in, you know, talk, talk to talent, but also review shows and stuff like that. Um, we're not, you know, I don't think people go out of their way to crap on things. If 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 Simon likes Raw, by the way, more power to him. Like, you know, we're not telling you like it's all subjective wrestling. That's kind of the beautiful thing of it. You don't have to agree with us, and as long as it's all respectful, I don't mind it on Twitter. You you get a lot of kind of, you know, I, I sometimes I see superstars replying to some comments where I just think like, what is going on here? Like, what is like the the person just gunning for? the talent and i think god like this is weird just you, you know we, we want wrestling to be good of course we do but it doesn't mean we can't call it as we see it either Let's go to Luke. Let's see what he's got for us. Hi, Alex and Stephanie. It's Luke here for, uh, to report for Wrestling Daily. My unpopular wrestling opinion is that the Undisputed Era will be called up to the main roster and will either be turning heel uh, as a faction or will be breaking up by the time they go to the main roster, leaving Adam Cole to go up to run for the world title or the Universal Championship because they're at a point where I think they, they've run out of ideas to do on NXT. I look forward to hearing your guys' opinions on that. Merry Christmas to you both. Oh, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, Luke. Steph, what do you think? Uh, have they run out of ideas for the Undisputed Era? Um, I think that they've run out of ideas for this uh, incarnation and structure of the Undisputed Era with um, Adam Cole on top. Um, yeah, I I feel like it's, it's so long overdue, Adam Cole coming up to the main roster, that if he came up now, it... It would almost feel kind of weird, don't you think? Because it's like mm. you've been for it for so long. Um, and I think when it comes to the main roster, I absolutely worry about him um, because of his size. And I don't think that that they're going to overlook that in the way that they have in, in NXT. But I think that um, right now, the Undisputed Era is definitely at a point where the focus can't be on, on Cole. Uh, Kyle needs more time to shine roddy as well um and it just does seem like in nxt that they they know that it can't really continue anymore and they're just trying to see what to do with the guys i don't think that they're gonna come up uh as a as a faction though some of them will go behind. i just think there'll be money left on the table if they don't like i, no. I yeah will be money left on the table if they don't <laughs> you know i feel like there's there's stuff for them to do on the main roster as a collective and then you split them but i also think nxt probably look at it like we can't afford to lose yeah undisputed era right now and that's why they're kind of just keeping them together until they can either fall into another storyline with some more like new fresh interesting opponents you know they're obviously trying kyle in this main event slot, which I'm all for because I think if he becomes the champion, it's an interesting dynamic to, you know, maybe you have Cole challenge him, but they still remain as a group and it's just a competitive thing. And then you get the teaser's attention that there is things they can do. I just, I think you're right though. Like they've already done the whole dominance thing where they've all had the belts. You know, you've already had Roddy make the run at the mid mid card. Like you would just be retreading old ground unless you can find new opponents for them, which there aren't, any new interesting opponents for them, in my opinion. Like, yeah, you know, they had them in Pete and uh, Pat. And, yeah. like, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, what, what do you do from there? So unless it goes up another level where you have Undisputed Era, you know, or maybe Pat McAfee is more involved in terms of a real full-time storyline and he actually goes for some gold. And that leads to Undisputed Era doing stuff. I don't know. It's it's a it's a very difficult one to call. But I do think they will have to go to the main roster at some stage. They will go as a collective because I feel like that's be the way it starts. But I I fear for the rest of them because Adam Cole will likely be the main player there. He will likely be the focus of them. And then it's 
I mean, the tag team, obviously, of... Well, I mean, Bobby Fish, he keeps getting injured at the moment, which is a shame, but you could, it could be even Roddy and Kyle. I fear they would make them a tag team first. Oh, let me... Hang on. Let's get rid of the banner until Steph returns. Um, she was obviously having some difficulties with her. Look at that. I'm, look, a peek into my living room. Don't look. Don't don't look. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what, what's going to be going on with in terms of the undisputed era and the actual direction that they go in. But I do think they would have to come up as a four. I, I, I just don't... I, I, I think if they broke up, it would be wasted in NXT. There's fans who want to see them on the big stage. They want to see them do stuff together. And it would be the best way to introduce the four of them. So while we wait for Steph to return, hoping that she returns, let's go to another ultra chat. And this one is from Jared Thomas. This is happy holidays to the both of you. I'm sure Steph appreciates. Uh, I'm a huge Leo Rush fan. And I absolutely loved his match with Al Fantasmo. Uh, do you know what's next for Rush? AEW, Impact, etc. It's a very good question. Um, it's a very good question. Jared, I would say... I mean, he, he wanted to go to New Japan. That was something that he wanted all along. And it makes sense that He's getting this kind of off his bucket list. Where does he go from there? That's a good question. I I mean, I, I think he's an immense talent, Leo Rush. Obviously, he's kind of prone to, I don't want to call it controversy, but he's had some battles with different people upon leaving WWE. But as far as the talent goes, he'd be an amazing pickup for anyone. He'd be a great worker in AEW. He'd be a great pickup for impact if they could utilize him properly. Uh, and I honestly think that, you know, you forget how young Leo Rush is. I just, yeah, you know, I wouldn't rule it out that there's a way back to NXT or WWE for him, but I would, I would impact is probably the one that I'm leaning to the most on that one. They, they're hungry to pick up talent like that anyway. So as you guys are alluding to is Alex in Paris, the ass walls talk of the chat. Is Alex's living room. Uh, I, my walls are extremely bare, but all of my kids' presents are um, no that way in that in that little closet right there, tucked away. Secrecy. Good job. None of them are old enough to to check that out. My walls are super bare in this room, though, for some obscure reason, and uh, I've been I've been outed. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I Leo Rush. I do think he's got great talent, and there will be a big future for him. And it does bring me back. Here she comes. Hi, Alex. I'm so sorry, but the elves in the workshop came and they were wreaking havoc <laughs> with my computer. Yeah, you, know, you, elves. you made me. You made me expose my really boring living room, Steph. Uh, <laughs> you left me hanging real bad. No, it's great. I'm glad that the elves have got themselves in line, and you mm -hmm. are back. Um, we had one ultra chat while you were gone about Leo Rush's future. What promotion would you like to see him pop up in, Steph? Oh, um, I think he'd fit well in Impact. I said that. There you go. Oh, nice. There you go. Uh, let's get to another video, and this is a returning uh, hot taker. That's a that's a pronoun. Uh, Greg Cherry. As Greg Cherry back with another hot take. Hope you like this one as much as you like the Shane one. Uh, when Becky Lynch returns, assuming it's post-WrestleMania, I think her first major feud should be against the one, the only, Nia Jax. Let's face it, they still haven't had a one-on-one -on -one after Nia punched her in the face two years ago. Uh, I'm not rushing to see that, but I mean, storyline wise, Steph, I get what he's saying. It's there. It's written. It's easy. Yeah. Um, would the payoff be amazing? I mean, it could be, they could have a bit of a banger if it was a no holds barred or something brutal. Like, I, I could see it. I just, I don't know if I'm clamoring for it. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> I, I totally see how it makes sense, but no, um, I don't want to see 
Naya feud with anyone, to be honest. And Becky coming back is going to be so, so big that I envision her having some kind of big moment where Charlotte is standing like dominant as, as the queen and Becky comes up behind her and it's like, you know, in case you forgot about me, I'm back type thing. I think that that's uh, a better feud and even a more natural feud despite what happened between Nia and Becky before, which was really just uh, a mistake that they tried to capitalize off for a while with Nia, but it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, Nia Jax matches aren't my jam. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the nicest way to put yeah. this. Um, and it's not that I don't like her or, you know, want to see her do well, but I feel like she's had a lot of chances and she's yeah. super, super protected by WWE for whatever reason. And I may, it's probably just her size in truth, but um, it's not something like, I remember when Steve Austin came back in 2002 and yes, I am kind of comparing the superstar status of Becky Lynch to Austin in this day and age. Um, and they had him quickly feuding with like Ric Flair, the big show in like handicap matches and stuff. Oh, Steph's gone again, isn't she? God damn it. Um, and anyway, it was terribly, terribly misused and it just didn't work. So I don't know if you clamor for Becky and then you're like, yeah, oh, and then it's going to be like Nia Jax for however long, a couple of months, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me, uh, to be honest, but I do appreciate your hot take, Greg. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it as like a payoff, though, like a, if they have an no holds barred or something like that. I'll be up for it. Uh, Matthew McCoskey is back with another Ultra Chat, and he says, well, well, look who is first again. I mean, was you? Uh, it's right down the bottom of the list, man. I'm sorry. It's Mr. Bang Braze himself. You've given yourself a name. I wanted to say Merry Christmas from your favorite Jew other than Louis. Mm -hmm. um, I'm asking about Revolution, but I want to save it, so I'll donate another chat to be continued. Okay, well, we've obviously done that in the wrong order. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But we got your message. Nonetheless, my friend, do not worry. Uh, no, I don't want that either. God, all these overlays. Um, so thank you, Matthew. Thank you. We've we got we got to your first chat eventually. Um, we got Matty, the hot Scott again. He says, "Hey, Alex. Hey, Steph. Merry Christmas, Steph. That is some tree. I agree. Orton and Bray was weird. Trying not to swear. Okay, so now we're on the road. What are your predictions for the Rumble winners and championship challengers? That's a very good question." Matthew, um, I'd like to see what you guys say in the chat in regards to the you know the Rumble winners and, and what you think is going to happen there. I feel like we're going to get Sheamus and Drew at the Rumble. I feel like we're going to get Brian and Reigns at the Rumble. That would be my title challengers for the Universal and WWE titles. And I think both have got great stories already written in. It's easy, super easy to do. Um, in terms of the Rumble winners, bah, that's a tough one. Um, so who I want is Big E. I feel like it'd be a great opportunity to make someone get Big E in there. Great. Um, I, in terms of the women, I'd love to see Sonya Deville return and win it. I feel like she was doing amazing and, you know, the character work and the, what she was doing before that uh, she had to leave for obvious reasons. I felt like she was doing amazing and people would go crazy for Sonya Deville now. I want her or Bianca Belair to be my winners because I would be very happy to see Belair go on and face, uh, presumably, Sasha Banks. Otherwise, if you're not trying to make someone or you're only making one person in one match, how about Bailey? Let Bailey get back to Sasha Banks. Let's go that way. I heard that there was you know, the rumblings that Sasha might have dropped it to Carmella and they did it the other way around where Sasha wins um, the Rumble and then Bailey takes the belt off Carmella on the route to WrestleMania and you make it that way. How about that way? How about having Bailey win the Rumble to cap off? My God, her resume would be insane. 
with that. You know, she'd won pretty much everything except the Divas title. Um, so I, I, I would love to see Bailey and Sasha Banks headline WrestleMania, unless somebody can put forth a more compelling match that's realistic at the moment. I'd like to see them two get the stage. If not, if you're going in a different direction, make Bianca Belair, make Sonya Deville. That's my argument for the women. I'd love to hear what you guys have got to say about that. In terms of the winning the Rumble for the men, it's it's tough because it's like, who's going to face who? Uh, Roman looks like it's going to be Goldberg. And I swear to God, if Goldberg wins the Rumble, I will literally lose my stuff. That was very difficult to navigate that sentence without swearing. I don't need Goldberg to win a Rumble to get to Roman. I don't need it. Um, but I am very confident that it will be Goldberg who faces Roman. And that leaves you to believe then the Royal Rumble winner will be someone who challenges Drew. Who's that going to be? It probably doesn't need to be Big E unless you change him back over to Raw and then you've got him aligned again with a new day. That could work, but it kind of negates the whole point of putting him on his own in the first place. So I struggle to believe that one. Um, in terms of alternate options for Drew, Brock Lesnar is an easy option. I could easily see him coming out and winning the Rumble. Same way he won the money in the bank with very little effort. Um, I could easily see... I don't think you need... AJ Styles to win a Rumble to get back to him or Edge, you know, we've heard Edge, you know, AJ wants to face Edge and he wants to face uh, Triple H. Steph is back again. Um, I really hope Santa brings me a new computer. Yes. God damn, Santa. Um, no, we, we were just talking about Rumble winners. And I was just finishing my point on the men saying that AJ, as I've said to me this week, that he would want Triple H or Edge. You've got Edge and Orton. So there's a lot tied up there. If you want to make a new competitor for Drew, I have a sneaky feeling Lesnar might sneak in and win it um, just to reignite that rivalry. Otherwise, it's hard. It's hard to see. Uh, I, I mean, Big E, maybe if you put him back over to Raw. But otherwise, I said for the women, Bailey to meet Sasha in the main event of WrestleMania is what I want. Otherwise, make make Bianca, make Sonya. Steph, who would you like to win the Rumbles? Uh, I'm very much agreeing with you on the women, Bailey, but I think Sonya would be such an amazing return. And then Bianca is also the one um, currently that I'd like to see get that elevation. The men, it's much harder to to try and pick with with the men um i would really like to see it go to to big e um i think that'd be really good but other than that uh i think aj's a pretty a pretty safe bet i would i mean i hope they don't do shameless but they could i i would hope that they would make keith lee if it came to it that would be a good option it's all, you're always hoping for them to use the rumble to make someone. Right. And so rarely, you know, does it happen. But then you think back to how great Drew's rumble was, was last year. And if they yeah. could do, if they could repeat that story for someone else, um, it'd be great. I mean, if Lesnar comes back and wins the rumble, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of unhappy, yeah. <laughs> unhappy fans come January. It's worth mentioning, Steph, that in your absence, I read an ultra chat from Matty, and mm-hmm. he did he did mention what a great Christmas tree you've got. Oh, thank you. I'll t- I'll I'll tell my mom that. Sorry, I mean I'll tell Santa that. Um, <laughs> he'll he'll be very happy to know how much you appreciate uh, his work down here at the North Pole. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, one more uh, video coming in from the hot take, so let's get to it. Here's my hot take. Kenny Omega, the most overrated wrestler in American wrestling right now. Dave Meltzer, everybody else gushes over this guy. He's horrible on the promo. He's not the best in the ring. Kenny Omega is overrated. Big time. Not the best guy in the world. WrestleScope, uh, as he has called himself. That is fresh out the oven, that take. Um, I'm going to let Steph 
take the lead on this one. I will just say that I don't agree with that assertion. <laughs> I firstly have to say that although I completely disagree with his opinion, I loved his delivery. <laughs> I loved it so much. I loved how he said it. I want to see him as a as a manager taking like managing Kenny's next opponent. I think that'd be fantastic. I want to see him and Don Callis duel it out in the mic. So yeah, uh, that that was great, great video. However, <laughs> wrong. Um, I think that Kenny's a Kenny's a fantastic wrestler, and I think in the past the only things that have let Kenny down is some of the character. The character work that can be a bit too out there for people but now he's got don callis to to reel him in on that but i think you know 2021 if you don't believe that um omega is the best bot machine you will believe by this time next year because kenny's gearing up to to prove that to the whole wrestling world but especially um the non-japanese fans who maybe didn't follow everything that he did over in new japan you know, he took 2020 as a, a year of kind of taking more of a backseat and working more on establishing himself and, and who he is and a bit of like character work leading up to what uh, has already been a great heel turn that is might end up changing the wrestling landscape completely, not to sound like Tony Khan, but, you know, he's going that way, but... You know, if Kenny's not the best right now, he's top three at least. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm not convinced this guy has watched Kenny Omega. Like, that, that sounds like someone that has read someone else's opinions. Um, yeah. You know, like maybe this guy doesn't like Dave Meltzer or whatever. I don't know. Um, but we thank you for your video. And I will say, I don't, you know, even though Kenny Omega, like, yeah, he still had a great year this year, and I know people don't even mm. really give him credit for it. Obviously, he was part of the tag match at Revolution, uh, but yeah, Pac yeah, earlier this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he's had good matches, like enough to convince you that he's not in actual fact trash or overrated. Like he is definitely, <laughs> I just can't. You know, like, okay, like maybe, you know, you say he's not a great promo, uh, I still think the promo work he's done since his character shift has been really, really good. Um, yeah. And like the only person, in my opinion, who's more in tune or doing better work than him is Roman right now. And that's a really high standard to say that for. And that's also subjective. So I think um, that to me, it's Roman and Kenny are the most interesting people in wrestling right now. That is that is how I look at it. It's like two horse race. I look at it as Kenny at the top. You would. <laughs> then Jay White. Remember yeah. them, everyone. Um, and Roman is somewhere in that top mix once we get through the rest of the AEW roster. <laughs> you, you are so partisan. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I do think that there's, um, you know, I think that one thing that maybe Kenny was, was carrying was people who – haven't actually properly watched him wrestle and just see him as that, that guy that breaks, you know, Dave Meltzer's uh, star rating scale and they don't want to like that rather than just objectively, you know, giving him a chance to just show what he really can do. In fairness, uh, I believe that this is the – but he is overrated. That's not to say he isn't good, but he's not all that. Jonathan Edmund. I mean – but also, if you want to say someone's overrated, you know who's who's rating them. It, you know, like whose whose opinion or that are you taking as the gospel on it? Is it is it Dave Meltzer's? Because you know, it's all it's all subjective. I don't think he's he's overrated. I think to some people he's the best wrestler in the world. To other people he's a great wrestler, and then to some people he totally sucks, and we don't worry about those people. So it's fine. <laughs> I, I think his body of work at this point um, is pretty much undeniable. Um, I think you're going out of your way. You know, it's, it's okay. Again, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's okay to not 
like dig someone or really feel someone, you know, but I, I think objectively speaking, you have to kind of appreciate what people have accomplished and what they are doing. Um, but again, it's okay if you don't like him. I don't, if you say he's overrated, that means like people are bigging him up as something that he isn't. And I feel like, again, his body of work backs up mm-hmm. what, what he is. So uh, I hate to do it to him, but. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> But once again, great delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To great. be fair, you're great. Pro- you're a great man on the stick, nonetheless. Whether we agree with you or not, um, this has been a fine episode of the Wrestling Daily. Even though Steph's been here for seventy-five percent of it, um, I we you know I think we're out of time, Steph. This is the last one before the home straight of two thousand and ten. Wow. Man. It's been a mad year in wrestling. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about the world. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Um, happy holidays to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys themselves over the next couple of days because everyone deserves to after this year. And I hope that I'll be telling Santa to come to all the wrestling daily good eggs. That's right. And by the way, here's a hell of a plug. Uptown Avondale says, do you want to continue talking about Kenny and AEW? Watch Stephanie's AEW Weekly tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I am streaming at 9pm UK time, Christmas Eve. And you know what? Santa doesn't come to people who don't watch AEW Weekly. So... (laughs) I'm going to have to get my kids out of bed to watch it and all sorts now. You well. <laughs> so make sure you join Steph, guys. Of course, there'll be no wrestling daily for the rest of this week. We're back Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And of course, next Wednesday is the big show where we have uh, well, not not the actual big show, but uh, we have all four hosts of the wrestling daily in the house at the same time. And we will be getting into some year ending awards. So I will yeah, say, families. yes, I mean, come on now. Come on, that's a given. Uh, I will say at this point, not not better than the Sammys, though. Sammy's, <laughs> no, not Sammy, quite. Sammy Zayn is king. Um, I will say I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for all of your support uh, up until Christmas. You know, we're going nearly three months strong now. We really appreciate all of you guys, and we hope you get all that you can in this terrible terrible christmas year uh once again thank you for joining us steph before you sign off do you want to wish the good people christmas and tell them where to find you again merry christmas everyone find me over on twitter at stephanie m chase youtube channel stephanie chase wrestling and as i've plugged already join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m to talk about aw and thank you all so much for the the support you've shown wrestling daily uh so far and Oh, you're always bringing us the the festive cheer and it's so it's so great to hang out with you guys the good eggs make me happy um steph thank you so much as usual you've been amazing and we will see you next week merry christmas are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns